0: hey guys happy new year happy easter <laughs> it's your favorite guys gabriel and ibuka again and you are listening to the sermon podcast the topic for today's uh podcast episode is uh who they break <laughs> we know you find it weird but however uh, ibuka what do you what can you say about this topic that you suggested
1: <laughs> yeah who they break No. It's, 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 it's a very common common slang, common talk around everywhere, like, who they breathe. You know, it just, it just came to our mind, like, who they breathe, like... So when Gabriel asked for the title of the podcast, and he just came to my mind, who they breathe. <laughs> it was funny, and I was like, what's wrong with you, guy? But, you know, he said something to me, he said, actually, it makes sense, like, who they breathe means who is alive who is the life, like, who, who is the life, who is living, you know, trying to make it in English, live English version, who is the life, who is, who is living, who is the life, and, you know, today's podcast, today's podcast, uh, The our the, the our thoughts and our focus was nice, today's podcast is to bring us to a point of life, a point of the life of God at work in us, and that we are trusting God, that if you don't have at work in you, you would be experience, because of what, Christ has done for you, yeah. It's Easter, and there's so much about Easter, and that uh, talks about this life. So, what they breeds, <laughs> also will <with> say the breeds, <laughs> yeah, hey, bro. All
0: right, yeah, that's actually a very good um analysis of the topic. We hope that you guys understand. Well, we'll go straight into the um talk for today. And um, you know, when Ibuka actually suggested like the whole topic and everything, I kind of thought about the fact that like my mind went to the whole Easter you know, celebration and everything. And I thought about the fact that we ought to always rejoice. You understand? We at every on every Easter good Friday, good Sunday, good Monday, whichever we arrangements arrangement is made, we ought to always rejoice because Christ has risen and he he will never die again. People saw him rise. We know that he has risen. That's why we believe that he has risen. That's what our faith is based on. So what are we crying about? Like there's no actual need to like no Weep anymore, per se. Yes, we know that Christ suffered, but he suffered on our behalf and he wants us to rejoice always as a result of the good things that he has done for us. So, in um, our talk today, in our discussion today, we will be discussing these things that Christ has done for us that should make us um, um, rejoice and we are going to, it's going to be like a um, step-by-step order or a step-by-step outline of the things that Christ has done for us so that we can understand these things and not just celebrate you know easter ignorantly but rather whenever every single day of the year every single time of the year every single moment we ought to always rejoice because of these eternal things that christ has done for us so um i will actually and i would also like to like begin by um talking about isaiah 53 verse 5 this should give us like um or well, this should introduce us to every other thing that christ has done because i just personally feel <laughs> that i should begin with this um so isaiah 3 verse 5 says he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be behold he was ripped so we could be healed you understand this was um prophesied by isaiah like years before christ came and i believe that is something that we should hold on to something like this is what christ came to do for us you understand he this suffering that we are crying about this suffering that we are watching in the passion of the christ this suffering that we are watching in drama presentation um around um the world and in our various churches and everything we should know that it was for us it was for our sake he was pierced for rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed so now we are healed because of like the whipping too so, christ was not so that we can cry that oh my god they suffered him he suffered he played and all those kind of things. yes we know that he did all those things but the fact that this thing should produce a certain result in our lives that is what we should be weeping about if it is not producing that result in our life so we we'll continue the outline and Abuka, i think you should um you can like take the first um outline then the first part of the outline then i would just continue from the rest
1: thank you so much thank you so much Gabriel, for all you said and that's the truth you know i think this problem the things i've noticed amongst many people has been about how that people are, people are just people are, are sorrowful i know sometimes i have this time and every I was like that but yeah the, the, this period of easter is the time of solemn it's a solemn time for me it's, it's a time it's talking about the passion of the curse and all that he did and the death and all those things that's not feeling bad but you know like gabriel said all that christ did was not so we would be sorry for was to give us joy he did all of all that he did for us to give us joy actually so, man knows, this period is not a period of sadness, no not a period of sorrow, it's a period of joy. The spirit is a period that we are, we, are, we, are, we are consciously reminded, as should have actually been normal lives, so reminded every day about all that He did for us, living in abundance, joy. Yeah, so that's what Christ has done for us. And you know, the scripture that Gabriel quoted in Isaiah, Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says, But He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be old he was whipped so we could be healed he did it of this so he did this by so he did this he did his beginning from the way it stuck to the, to the cross when he was beaten he did that by his death by the burial resurrection, ascension and today we will be looking at all, all, all of these he did for us so the first thing on our that i want to look at is that as we apply applied he no, became poor that we might become rich i know he became poor that might become rich scripture that shall come to my mind is 2 corinthians 8 verse 9 it says you know the generous grace of our lord jesus christ 2 corinthians 8 verse 9 you know the generous grace of our lord jesus christ though he was rich yet yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty he could make you rich the bible says that it was that the, the grace of god is generous and it says that for your sake it, though it was rich for your sake so all that Christ did was for your sake, all of, all, of, all of the wonders and the beauty of the cross the burial, resurrection, ascension was for your sake was for you, everything was for you, That, that that's exciting, you know that everything that God went through, everything that Christ went through was with you, he went through those things with you in mind, he went through every single thing for your sake and the Bible says that so the, the Bible says that the Bible says that everything indeed was for your sake, that though he was rich, it was for your sake he became poor. So that by his poverty he could make you rich. I know many times we quote the scripture with with wealth in the mind about that. Christ, Christ, Christ became poor, so I'll become rich. That's a lie. <laughs> it's actually beyond though. It's actually beyond, it's actually much more than material wealth. It's, it's talking about rich richness in your spirits. Richness in fellowship with the Father. Richness in your in your relationship with God. It's such that before Christ died, every man was in poverty. Every man was in a state of poverty. A state of internal poverty separation from God. That's poverty. The real the re- poverty is not lack of finance. The real poverty is lacking lacking a source to finance. Lacking a source to the one who, make, who can give you power to make wealth. The Bible says in Jeremy that it is God who has given us power to make wealth. So real poverty is separation from the source. Separation from God. And the Bible says that it became rich. It decided, it's, it, it became separated from God so that it could make you connected to God. So it, it, an example comes to my mind. So I have just I have just one socket in my room, and I'm charging my phone. And my friend was charging his own phone, his own charger. And because of my because of love of my friend, I take my charger from the socket and plug my friend's charger. That's what Christ did for us. Christ, Christ, Christ. Christ to Christ, Christ taped down from his place in fellowship with the Father, and placed us in his own place so that we could be internally connected and internally wealthy, internally internally connected to God. And that's wealth. so real we, the riches that God made available to us was to give us a, 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 an internal taste and place in the Father. Yeah, so that's what it means. Yeah. So, Gabriel, can you can move on to your next agenda to your next point?
0: All right, let me quickly call it, um um. Let me quickly comment on the point that you just made on the scripture about um, okay, Second Corinthians 8 verse nine, which says that you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich yet for our sake he became poor, so that by his poverty he could um, he could make you rich. Yes, in as much as this also concerns um, spiritual wealth, it also particularly concerns on um, physical wealth, um, mm-hmm. because obviously as and as has said. Um, also Christ, God gives us the power to get to get wealth. So we have to understand that God wants us to be wealthy both spiritually and physically. You understand? So so no one should say that or no one should like you know limit this to Um, spiritual know that Christ is okay with us being poor and everything. No, Christ does not want us to be poor. God is not poor. So if our Father is not poor, why should we be poor? So Christ has taken away that poverty which will lead to suffering and everything and he has given us the power to get wealth. We have that power. We have that grace now. So let us know that poverty is not something that should even be around us. This should give us joy. So secondly, on our list of things we want to talk about, we also want to um, um, inform you of the fact that Christ gave us eternal life through His death. Christ gave us eternal life. Now, what, what I'm speaking about, like when I speak about eternal life here, I'm not even speaking about the length of time because um, the term eternal life is generally interpreted as a very long period of time and all these kind of things are an, unden- an unending period of time yes that is part of it because we will reign with christ forever we will reign with our father forever we'll live forever but aside that eternal life to me means so many things it means life in every area of your life life in your spiritual, like life spiritually life physically in your health in your finances, in your academics, in your career, in your business, every area of your life has life. Every area of your life is breathing. Every area of your life is alive as a result of this eternal life. It is the life of God. Exactly. It is the life of God. When God spoke in the beginning, he spoke life. He spoke life into like he spoke life through his word and life began to manifest into everything we can see around now. Life begins began to um um manifest as trees, as you know um, animals as life forms and everything, and everything that God spoke out of His mouth um, brought about life. So, if God has life in Himself, and He has given us that life, which is eternal life, which is the life of God, what we call what we sorry what we call Zoe, then this life is available to us in every area of our life, and this is the eternal life they was speaking about. Um, now, um, like one scripture I would like to um, speak about is. Um, John 3 16 which is popularly known which is unpopularly known it says um for this is how God loved the world he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him i think that's also verse 17 but uh, focus is verse 16 which says God sent his son you understand, to die so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, perishing does not just include you know, hell and destruction. Perishing can even start from this earth because if you go further in this um, John 3 to so like verse 18, you see that those who don't believe have already been condemned in the first place. That means their perishing has already begun from earth here. You understand, it's not a matter of say you've already even gone to hell yet. Like you've already perished as a result of not beginning so you are dead even though you are you are walking on this earth, but whoever is going to breathe, whoever is going to breathe that life of God, is whoever, whoever is going to breathe that that breath of God is 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 going to have life in every area of um, his or her life. So, this is something that Christ came to do for us. And if you know that you're not experiencing life in any area of your life, then you should you should seek God. You should um, you should actually, you know. Um ask God questions actually, because this is the life He has given us you should challenge yourself, you should you know put God's word to him like tell him speak his word back to him that God this is what you said in your word, you said I will have eternal life life in every area of my life, then why am I not experiencing life in this area of my life? yes, like ask God those questions and, pray that you want to experience that life and then i'm definitely sure that he will give you life in all areas of your life so um it is god as christ has made it available to us by virtue of his um, death and his resurrection so we have to enjoy these things and we have to be joyful about these things
1: exactly exactly thank you so much gabriel for what you said No. He has given us life, entire life. Entire life is beyond just living forever. Entire life is the very life of God. The very life of God that transcends into every part of our lives. The physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the, the the mental, every part of our lives, every even your finances. And like Hebrews said truly, and I said it there, the Bible says that it says God will give us power to make worlds. So one of the one of the one of the places really good that God has made that God they will sacrifice on the cross. As made as made available it becomes effectiveness and finances. It's not God's will to be poor. <laughs>
0: it's
1: not God's will for you to be sick. It's not God's will. You know, I I I have heard people say that you know you have to pray when you are sick. You have to pray for God's will. And if it's God's will with you, you that's a lie. It's always God's will that you are that you are in perfect health. <laughs> It's always God's will that you have abundance. You have more than enough. Yeah, so poverty, sickness cause no good through. Yeah, so the next thing that we're gonna talk about is that he showed us the way to waste the father. Not that scripture, the Bible says Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Very from the very familiar scripture, but that the Bible says is the way, the truth, and the life. Bah, 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 it. that's John Just told him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no one can come to the father except through me. You know, we're all in darkness. We're all trying to find our way. We're all trying to just get straight to the Father. So, you know, see the, the, old, the old, the old the old woman race, your races is no pursuit to those connect to god so, so many people call him the higher being the the extraordinary being out there but he's god so everybody in a way is fine, fine you just get access to god not knowing that see and and, and god 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 see one, one of the things i want to say to you today but is that as eager as we are, as we are, as eager as we are to want to get to god and get connected to god and enjoy fellowship with god god is even much more eager to be connected and to be close to us guess why i know this i know this i know this because he actually was the one that sacrificed his son to die for us he was the one that gave up his son to die for us so that if we believe in his son we can come we can we can be in fellowship with him so god was in so much desire to be close to you and he made a way for you He made a way for you to be close to him by sending the son to die for you on the cross and was raised from the life again so by faith in what christ has done we can have an ending fellowship with the father yeah thank you so much keep you can go on yeah all
0: right next on our list is um, this very controversial one about our sins being forgiven i really not, don't know why it's controversial but um well anyways christ came to pay for our sins practically like that's that's like the major reasons that he came because we the world was like lost in sin and everything no one was good no one was sinless and and all the stuff but christ came to pay for our sins he came to you know practically pay (laughs) like pay through his death on the cross you get so like he if you've paid for something why will you have to pay for it again that's what a lot of us are trying to do we are like trying to pay for our sins again something that christ has already paid for first of all we should know that christ will not come and pay for our sins anymore and we should know that no matter the amount of you know um, no matter the amount of crying and repentance and all those things we can't pay for our sins. God will never be moved by your tears that, oh, you are showing so much remorse, so much guilt and all those things. God will never be moved by your guilt and say that, okay, let me substitute the death of my son for this person. This person is feeling really guilty about his sins. And this person is, oh, your hard work. Your hard work can never pay for your sins. So um one scripture that comes to mind is um First John 2 verse 1 to 2, which says, my dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father, is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. That means Christ. Um, blood is not just limited to a few specific individuals. Christ died for the entire world and he took away the sins of the whole world. So as it stands, the sins of every single individual in this world has been forgiven. The only thing that can hinder you, understand, from taking advantage of like this um, good gesture that Christ has shown to us is if you do not believe it. But no matter your sins, even if you are Adolf Hitler and you've killed a billion Jews and all those things, like you should know from the word of God that your sins are forgiven. There is no sin too great, there is no sin too small. Every sin has been forgiven already. This is what the Bible says, like it's not, I'm not the one saying it. And not only our sins, but the sins of the, all the world. This is what the word of God is saying right here. You get so we should rejoice, it should make you rejoice that your sins have been forgiven. You understand? So don't like it's not something that you should um continue grieving or continue thinking Ah, oh god i'm so sick like a lot of times during like some meetings we'll be praying that god we know we are very sinful but we know that others we are not sinful anymore christ has paid for our sins that is why he came and there is nothing we can do to pay for those sins so christ has paid for it for us so we should always rejoice if i'm waking up tomorrow i'm waking up father thank you that my sins are forgiven no, I'm not praying that, Father, please, um, just in case I've seen any sin unknowingly, uh, um, on, 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 on please, all those all this guilt-related prayers, no. I'm rejoicing. Thank you, Father, my sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. My sins, no matter how sinful you are, just know that your sins have been forgiven and Christ has paid this price for you. What you ought to do is to accept that, yes, Christ died for me and through his death, my sins have been forgiven. You have eternal life. So it's... As, trust me, it's as easy as it sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. You know, it's that it's true that see, as simple as trust is, that your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. I know Bible. When Bible speaks about the God has forgiven your sins, it's not just your past sins, your past, your present, and your future sins. God has forgiven you of all of your sins, all your sins. In fact, it's, He has no record against you. The Bible says in Romans. 8 verse 1 for there is therefore now no more condemnation for anyone within christ jesus now the word the, 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 the idea right place to you is now there is therefore now no more condemnation and so at, at every now in your life at every presence in your life as long as you believe in christ and in christ jesus the bible says there is no condemnation for you you are not condemned your sins are forgiven god has forgiven you your sins that's what the bible says as simple as that yes so i'll be speaking about our the next thing about that the bible says that the bible says that he has given you access to the father bible says he gave us access. Christ, christ has given us access to the father and has given us eternal life a chance of the binding life record. one of the beautiful things that god has done for us that he has given us access to the father see we're outcasts we're not part of god's family but when he died when christ died on the cross for us he made us part of the family for as many who believe in christ the moment, you be, the moment you believed in christ you became a part of god's family you became a member of the family of god and you possess the never-ending life of god it's called that life that we spoke about earlier called entire life the never-ending life of god it's the nature of god it's the nature of god you have god's life in you you have god's life in you it's beautiful you have an unending relationship with the father it never ends. It, it, it does not. St- Every relationship you have with anybody in this world ends when you die. But you not know, the relationship of the Father starts here on earth and forever. It never ends. Not even death can separate you from the Father. Not even death can separate you from your love relationship with the Heavenly Father. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's an assurance. You know, I love people. I have people. I, I, I'm in love with so many people in my life. I have great friends and all. But you know, when we die. <laughs> but, it ends, all our friendship ends here. I will meet in heaven. But you know, for as many, for as many loved ones I have, are not saved. If, if, if they feel if salvation, when, once they die, we become friends again. When we, they, and in every way, after when we I go to heaven? Because they don't live because they will not go to heaven, right? And it ends there. But you know, the relationship, but, but, but you, our relationship to our father, our relationship to our father is such that in heaven it continues. It continues in heaven. It's not ending. It does not stop. Yeah? It does not stop. It's, I can't just, I'm speaking so fast because the excitement is mind-blowing, it's just so much. Like I have an unending relationship with Father God and that's what you have. If you believe in Christ, that's what you have and if you don't believe in Christ, that's what is available to you. It's available to you, only if you believe. So there's nothing, you you, 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 you don't have to buy the salvation, you just have to believe. You have to, You don't. You don't have to fast for it. Just believe. God, God, God. You're not. Know, not. You are not you you do not become part of the family of God by whatever you do. You become this by just believing in what Christ has done. He has prepared the table for you and just saying, "Come and eat." That's what salvation is. Come and enjoy my finished work. Come and enjoy what Christ. enjoy Christ's finished work. And just your your faith is your acceptance of, your, of the invitation of God to you. He has done so much for you. He has done so much for you in eternal life. So I'll just quote a scripture, quote a scripture about all that, what he did. The Bible says that don't cling to me it just says if I, have, if I haven't yet ascended to the father but go to my brothers and tell them i'm ascending to my father and your father to my god and your god this is john 20 verse 17 Jesus christ says and don't cling to me i've not yet to the father but he says tell my brothers i'm going to my father and your father my god and your god before his death it was only it's God, it Christ only called God his father. Christ only called God his God. But after, after his, when he resurrected, he told them, My father is now your father. God is now your father. That's beautiful. God is your father. If you are born again, God is your father. If you are yet to become born again, God wants to be your father. only if you believe, he is your God. Such a very personal thing. It's beautiful. I, I don't want to brag, but I don't want to brag. But guess what? I'm I'm actually related to the God of the Earth. I'm not bragging. Like I'm, I'm really no bragging. But God is my Father. Like I'm a son of the Maker of the heavens and the earth. That's a great privilege. I don't take for granted. He's my Father. Like I shame. Like not to brag, but I, but I, like I don't want to brag. But I have I'm, I have an ear in God. It's, it's not just me come out bad, but you know me and me and Christ were co-A's, like we're G's, we share the Father's nature together, we have, we have the same rights, like he's no bigger than me, me and Christ we have the same rights, this is what is available to you, that you have the same standing with Christ, the same assurance, the same inheritance and the same right with Jesus, only if you believe in Christ. Is beautiful, that's what Christ can do for you on the cross when he died, when he when he was buried, and when he was raised to life again and ascended to so give you a life called internal life, sonship ship.
0: This is so beautiful.
1: Gabriel, please help us continue. <laughs>
0: Alright, we've come to the end of today's um episode with we'll the breathe, and we hope you've been blessed by joining us. Um, so in conclusion, like I would like to conclude with this scripture. We proclaim to you, this is from First John um, 1 John 1, we proclaim to you what we have seen, like what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. So, um, what I want to see from here is that the writer of this scripture, knew of a certain joy that he was experiencing and he wanted us to experience that joy too the things like they were they were writing to us in this present age and you know whoever is going to read like this letter that he wrote that to inform us that they were experiencing a kind of joy as a result of what christ had done and they would like us to experience this joy too as we begin to understand better what christ had done for us so but by, um, by sharing the gospel they knew that the gospel the good news is supposed to bring joy. Good news always brings joy. So joy not just um for a particular period of time then some other period of time will cry and all those things. No, like constant joy throughout our lives and all through our lives such that no matter what we're going through, no matter the um persecution or anything that we're going through, we have this joy. This joy is a constant in our lives. So um I really hope that we've been blessed by everything that's been said today. And I one thing I really really like us to um, remember, is that we have eternal life, and this life is um, available in every area, every aspect of our lives, whether you know spiritual, physical, emotional, in our relationships, in our careers, in our finances, our businesses. We have this eternal life, and we sh- we must begin to always work in this eternal life. And also, whenever we are celebrating Easter, we should rejoice always and not even cry. The last time that anybody would have cried on for the death of Christ is when he died the day that he died Gungo and maybe when he was in the grave but as from the point that he was risen trust me (laughs) Christ does not want us to cry for him anymore because he has risen already he's alive so if you believe that he's alive he must you know live with that joy that yes our Redeemer lives um so um this is it and I really trust God that we will continue breathing as a result of like the life that he has given us, we breathe breathing this life of Christ at every given point in time. So, have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you.